Hello, and thank you so much for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast, episode number 96. I am your host and technically the author of the piece you're about to hear today, The Grey Knight. It has been an interesting ramping up and getting everything going once again. Some things going much more smoothly than others. The live shows, for instance, are going fantastic. Uh, Reading everything and enjoying it and going all smooth. Gaming streams, a little bit of a crinkle here and there, especially as I've been trying to get all of the recording going up again. Uh, If you're wondering where my mindset at, where my health is at, health is good, mindset's good. Uh, Just been switching everything over towards more of a night shift for the next two months, which is why the uploading is coming later and later in the day. Um, It's just because I'm adjusting to my, my new schedule uh, I'm actually recording this fairly late in the day with a fairly uh, sleepy voice because I only woke up uh, a little bit over an hour ago. Uh, it's actually just fine, except I naturally want to wake up somewhere between 4.30 and I'd say about 7. Sometimes I'll sleep until 8.30 or 9 uh, if it's if it's really a luxuriating kind of day. But... That's where I naturally wake up and to try and switch that by about 12 hours and start waking up somewhere around 4 p.m. Uh, it's, uh, it's been a little bit rough, but it's mostly over, mostly over that hill now. And uh, more and more recording has gone up, which is why I've been able to open commissions back up again, which why I'm able to schedule live stream every weekend now. I don't have to worry too much about writing or using those fair few recording hours to get something in. And that's where we're at. It's very exciting. I hope you will consider coming out and seeing a tip show. Going to start trying to tempt you by pushing them out as many episodes on the podcast pretty soon here. Now that I know that I can come back week after week and give you something. And speaking of give you something, it's something that you guys always request and I don't know why. It's a masturbation and then a long form ramble. Probably shouldn't have even given you an update here because you're going to hear it there. There are some questions right after that, so I do hope you enjoy this long ramble. Oh. Mm-mm-mm. 
Oh, yes. Hmm. Oh. 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 
a fantastic orgasm. <laughs> uh, and I feel really, really okay after having it. Uh, my breathing its normalizing pretty quickly. Temperature is regulating. There's no fan going on in the background. And Wow, I don't even have to take off my shirt. I'm feeling pretty Okay, right now. That was nice. Mm. One of the most difficult things about where I am right now is that for a long time everything has felt like a compromise. For a long time everything has been compromised. Now, compromise is a part of life, but when all of your central plans and tenets need some degree of compromise, that's just, at least for someone like me, not very pleasant. And so, I've been dealing with this air of compromise as best I can. And thankfully, in many ways, I see it ending. In many ways, it already has. So, that is quite wonderful. I've had, these last couple of weeks, all the strength in the world. I've been resetting my schedule. I naturally wake around 6 a.m. I'm putting myself down for sleep somewhere between 6 and 8. I get up after a few hours and I need another nap, but I'm almost there. Uh, and then waking up in the evening, like right now, the night, and recording. And it's not the worst thing in the world, uh, switching your clock for two months at most. 
It's uh, just about complete. This is the new order. My body can feel it. It's adjusted. A lot of good work is going to get done. But, boy, compromise everywhere I go. Compromise in everything I do. And thank goodness it's almost over. I've hinted at this for a long time and demurred and been coy and said, soon, eventually, please, I beg of you. Uh, but real and true, as I get done with the last bits of previous recording, as I open up the shop, as I get the last bits of rigmarole rolling again, oh, that database is almost fucking done. It's so exciting. It's been years, years in the making. I wish I had started it properly at the beginning. But alas, I was a little too creative and a little too industrious, and here we are. I'm so excited, and it couldn't be coming at a more symbolically wonderful time with the decision to move, with the decision to change my mindset from just uh, in total, total uh, need of healing to just a gentle recovery. I may have those words swapped. I just came really hard. Uh, but in my mind, it's a gentler term. And I feel it. I feel really good about it. My days, these next two months, these last two weeks, are any indication, and they are. Uh, my days is that from now until my birthday, I'm essentially in summer camp. It's a bit silly, I know. But bear with me, because summer camp's a much, much friendlier metaphor than a hostile video game world or a prison cell. So... Essentially, I'm eating beans all day, every day, which is exactly what I did in summer camp. I'm not eating fish, uh, because there's no fish pond in my living room, but I am eating little bits of, of readily available protein. Don't worry, not the kitty. And uh, just making beans from scratch, I get giant cans of beans. I've actually found out that, uh, that there's these uh, cans of pinto beans. This is so sexy, I know. Uh, they're 72 ounces, and you can get them for four bucks. And at that weight, they're actually cheaper unless you buy, like, a 25-pound dry bag of pinto beans. And they, they're already, you know, perfectly cooked. They come out great. They come out again great. So I, I, I make those. I, I cook those beans in various very gentle ways. Can't have them with cheese at all. I tried to have a little bit of rice, beans, and cheese couple of uh, about a month back at this point. And alas, I'm still just not ready for any kind of cheese to heal up. So just like in the poor southwestern summer camp that I went to that was basically like a work camp. <laughs> but I had a good time, so who cares? Uh, we ate beans. We ate beans every day. That's what I'm doing, cooking and making basic chicken and pork and... Beans, potatoes, all that good, good just meat and grain that is so good for my healing. And let me tell you something, it's not bad. <laughs> I do my work. Uh, I try real hard. Uh, I push forward. My body every single day, even on days that it doesn't feel 100%, feels... 100% better than it did, or I thought that I could uh, in various points of my life. And it's quite nice. I have different and better balance all the time. And the tone and strength of my muscle, my tendons, and even my bones, it feels really, 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 really good. So this summer camp metaphor is working for me. I... Uh, I don't have a lot of ways to cook. I have a really shitty kitchen. I used to uh, show off some cooking before I got in here. I have no natural light. I have no counter space, really. Uh, the, the kitchen's awful. It's uh, it's not something I enjoy cooking in, so I don't. Uh, but for a shitty cap stove, it's fantastic, yeah? And uh, I'm just about to finish off this big batch of shredded chicken that I made. Just putting it on a bun, eating it right down, nom, 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 nom. 
uh, I'm on the last couple of bits of that. And then uh, after that, it's going to be some bratwursts. I have a little air fryer that's kind of like a little uh, foil-wrapped uh, flame maker right there. Just it cooks the same way. So everything's kind of coming out that way. Just drinking all that water. And at the end of the day, uh, once once a week after uh, the live shows, after the tip shows, I get to have beer. And then uh, if I've recorded, if I've done good on normal nights, I get to have some gin and tonic uh, and just kind of chill out with that and seep, seep, seep back into the morning day. And again, this may not be the best or worst that life's ever been for anybody, anywhere, but it's not so bad. <clears throat> It really does feel like it's because it's the end of some complications and the beginning of a good thing. But real and true, I feel a kind of optimism, not the gratitude that I so, let's face it, diligently force at times because it is my way, but a real kind of this is going to be okay. I don't have all the answers yet, but I have enough of them that I'm not too worried about anything. This is this is living. This is it. The cat's more affectionate all the time. You guys seem to be more enamored with me all the time. I haven't gotten to the point yet uh, with with the constructed work, and I'm not going to be able to here. Uh, but as long as I give myself a break that I'm doing all that I can with studio quality sounding work that we can realistically get out while we're still here in the Duke city. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm I think this is living and doing pretty good. I, I certainly feel pretty okay about it. I don't feel as on edge and that's what you guys have asked for me. Don't be so hard on yourself. Be generous, be good, be kind. Yada yada, and for real and true, I, I, this is as much of an effort that I've ever been able to give it. <laughs> uh, last bit of this ramble, then, boy, that was a good orgasm. I had a, I had a whole little list of things I wanted to talk about that are just gone because of how good that was. I'll have to, I'll have to watch out. Part of healing. For real and true, I've said this before at a couple of points, but it comes and goes. There are points of my healing where my erections are stronger than they've ever been. And I mean that literally. I mean teenage, adolescence, puberty. I, I have stronger erections now than I ever had back then at any point, any point in my life. And sometimes I'm really sensitive. This time I wasn't really sensitive, but it felt fantastic. And then at the end of it, it was like, wow hit me like a goddamn wall. Ugh. Really good. Uh, don't know how to finesse those out of myself more often, but boy, howdy, would I want one? That was almost like getting head. <laughs> Whew. Uh, last thing is, this is quite a, quite a dark transition from how of a high note that was right there. Uh... I've been trying to, as well as I could these last seven months, process a lot of the neglect and abuse that was suffered on me as a child. Uh, I've been coming to terms with, with it for years, and uh, these last six, seven months have really, really been looking at just how to not just come to terms with it, but heal, like just get rid of it. And uh, part of why I need to get out of here is the therapist that I was seeing uh, on first dates in 2018, they weren't ready for that. Uh, they wanted me to go back to remedial. I, I told them, oh, you know, I've been in therapy many times in different schools uh, for different things, and... I just didn't feel like any of the therapists I was uh, approaching here were ready. Uh, 
this is, again, quite dark. Albuquerque's in a bad place right now. Uh, whatever national economic trends are good and what have you, they come very slowly to New Mexico and to Albuquerque. There's a lot of violence and um, a lot of uh, economic hardship going on uh, in, in the city right now. And uh, that means that there's quite a bit of backup with mental health professionals. The Beth me mental health professionals aren't seeing any new clients uh, and, and not making any new appointments for months and months is, is what I'm trying to say. And I've got PTSD. I, I need someone who can wrangle with that. And I'm truly not trying to sound arrogant here. I'm pretty smart. I'm pretty quick. I need someone who can wrestle with that, too. I, they have to call me on my bullshit and explain it to me because I'm pretty good at rationalizing to myself. If you think I'm tricky and convincing to you, ha ha ha, friend, you have no idea how much more effective the voice is on me. <laughs> uh, so, I've just been attempting to process it. Like, that's the best word I can come up with. That's That's what it is, right? It's a process. It's... Uh, I, I started coming up with all these metaphors, quarries, and yada yada, but I don't want to use a metaphor for this. This is real human pain. So instead, I'll, I'll butcher, I, I, again, I was supposed to have the quote ready, I'll butcher a quote uh, by Marcus Aurelius. Please don't roll your eyes. I know a lot of neckbeards quote him, but uh, he's near and dear to my heart as well. And he talks about how you cannot make progress without suffering because you are both the clay, and the sculptor. And this is incredibly true. This is neuroplasticity in a nutshell. You are the things that you do. You are the choices that you make eventually. Doesn't happen tomorrow, but eventually. If you go drunk driving once a week, eventually... You're going to hurt yourself or someone else. We can all agree with that metaphor. We don't so readily jump onto the fact of if you read tabloids once a day, you're probably a bit more bitter and cynical than you would be otherwise. I don't say this as a judgment to those who read classical tabloids. I read my fair bit of headlines that, and news stories that are little more than gossip. I admit it. Uh... But I don't know if I like admitting that that part of me, I'm feeding some part of me that maybe could do with some thinning. It's me. It's a part of me. So I don't want that part of my pleasure taken away from. You get the idea. You're very bright. I... <sighs> part, the worst part, I think, of trauma, of pain especially of childhood pain, is that you build the rest of your life and identity around it. It was, if not right and deserved, then just the way it is or the way of the world. And then everything else and all other interactions have to stem around that. <laughs> this is what I've been trying to work on is getting rid of that base feeling and assumption to change those parts of me. And by and large, it's working, I think. By and large, this is what I think you're supposed to do, what the experts told me, what the shrinks told me back when they were guiding me week to week. You're supposed to Look inward, find the parts of yourself that you don't like, and just change them. Challenge them. Confront them gently. Make friends and allies of them. Move it little by little. Keep reminding yourself of how different it is now than it was six months ago, a year ago, five years ago. Remind yourself, remind yourself, remind yourself. The saying that I used to give others when they would throw into my face that I was not yet perfect after I had already admitted, you know, my faults in one area or another, 
that is now far too emo and far too dramatic for me to use. But I used to say something along the lines of, I, I fight my demons every day. I just don't win every fight. Uh, that was by and large true uh, my entire life. But when people talk about fighting their demons and what have you, people are talking about the reactions, what they can see, how it hurts them, how it affects them, right? If you're like a lonesome person, but you don't seek company, nobody really calls that a demon, even though it is just as much of a debilitation as anything else. They're talking about rage. They're talking about things that could affect them directly or think they think could affect them directly. Well, boy, what a deep, thicket tangent we're on right now. Uh, instead of fighting demons, instead of trying to be more congenial or cordial, instead of trying to make a better impression or treat others better, which I... I personally think all of these were perfectly great goals to have at various points in my life. The last six months, it's been about confronting and changing these mindsets that lead me to paranoia, that lead me to doubt, that lead me to frustration with myself. Because all my life I've said the world is great and I'm shit. And unfortunately in the last couple of years, totally independently of the Grey Knight, I believe, just therapy and what have you, I've grown to become more frustrated at others in the world while still having to deal with the fact that I think that I'm shit <laughs> and balance that whole worldview out as best I can. And I think I've made a lot of progress. As, I mean, long, long way to go, but I just I don't think I'm as cynical or paranoid as I was when I first ended up in this summer camp cabin, for instance. So, I wanted to say that all of the kind words, all of the outpouring of support, all of the, you seem better, you sound happier, I think I am better. I think I am happier. I think if I got sick again, that it would still be true. Knock on wood. I think the meditation, the stretching, the isolation, the confronting myself has overall led me to be a happier Jack. Day to day, a happier daddy, more capable, more willing. There have been a lot of upsets, <laughs> and they seem to be pretty much as close to over as you can predict. Now, obviously, new bullshit's going to be happening all the time. Get used to it. But uh, the way that I'm calling it, tentatively, fingers crossed, is that this is the last season of Eastbound and Down. For those of you who don't watch the show, which is all of you, because it was pretty much only men over 30 who watched it when he was even fucking on, uh, <laughs> Eastbound and Down is a show about a really rude and caustic uh, former baseball player who goes back to the minor leagues because nobody else will have him. Um, and then every season of that show, he's in a worse position at the premiere. He's he's ruined it to the point that he has to go a whole other location with a whole different cast and then be assholes to them. <laughs> and uh, that's exactly how I feel right now is that Denver's the last season of Eastbound and Down. It's the last season where I wake up, Jack wakes up, he's in a <laughs> strange area. It's not where he promised you would be. What is he even doing here? What is all this about? <laughs> uh, but jokes aside, cynicism aside, I feel good. I think this uh, this trip to Denver, this move, it's... In my heart and soul, I feel like this, these were all the right calls to make, that it's not that long. Uh, I know it probably feels like forever, but it's not that long until I do my first little pilot stage show, rent out a little space, do a little pilot show in Denver, give everybody plenty of notice, uh, and then go from there. 
It will expand, uh, unlike my waistline, which has slowly been slimming for the last year. <laughs> Thank you uh, just for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week. If you enjoy my rambling, you can check out more at greynighterotica.com. Check out the live stream tab. There's always a tip show coming up real, real soon. Patron shows once a month as well. Thank you very much again. And I hope, uh, well, I've already said you have a wonderful week, but I, I just, I hope you're having as much fun with everything to come, with everything where it is now than I am. And if not, well, here's hoping I can knock your socks off sometime real soon. And I hope you did enjoy that piece. Uh, here we go. It is question time. Long awaited. We got a couple of questions this week, so I know you want me to get right on into them. But once again, please do go to the website, raynighterotica.com. There's a little tab for the live stream on the left-hand side of the page. You can get on the contact uh, page that Holla made for us uh, and get some of these questions in. I know it's your favorite part, but I can't answer them unless I get them. Let's keep the questions going. Anyway, here is question number one. It should be from Aaron, if everything goes correct. Hi, Jack. Hello. It's Aaron. Hope you're doing great today. Um, I have three questions for you. I okay. Hope okay. Okay. First question. If you had a one-time only chance to have a 15-minute face-to-face conversation with anyone at all, could be someone who has passed or someone who is still with us, who would you choose and why? <laughs> The living or dead first date question. Wow, I haven't heard this for a while. Don't blush too much, darling. Uh, the living or dead. I actually haven't heard this in years, and so I'm trying to think about something that what might be fun to say while still keeping the fucking podcast moving along. Uh, I legitimately, because he just passed, and I'd be pretty curious, Stephen Hawking's. Uh, I could probably milk that for quite a bit of uh, skeptic money. Uh, but for personal heroes, I would probably go with Terry Pratchett. I would ask Terry Pratchett, uh, what should I do with my 15 minutes? You know, now that you're back, <clears throat> now that you can sort of reach from beyond, uh, I always admired you all my life. I still do. What should I do next? And Terry Pratchett would laugh at me. <laughs> and why? Second question. If you were invisible for one day, what would you do? How would you spend your day? In the girls' bathroom. Same answer as when I was fucking 10. And last question. If you had to choose a theme song for yourself, what Final would you Countdown. And that's because it for me once. I, I once worked at a place where I was actually very popular. It only happened once. And occasionally, after I walked through an area, somebody might just happen to play a little bit of Final Countdown over their uh, speakers to which I might just raise a fist without looking back. Uh, it sort of became a thing, and I really enjoyed it, and now I want everyone to have theme music at some point in their life. Besides that, I would want something that was just really, really simple and easy and uh, just like a little bit of fanfare, so that way I wouldn't get sick of it. Just something like when I walk into a room and I'm gonna kill it, only if those two things are gonna happen, like I walk in and then there's like a chorus of trumpets, ba da 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 Okay, sure, why not? Thank you for the questions, Aaron. Up next we have two, I believe, quick questions from Jesse. Hello. Hi Jack, my biggest question for you is how did you become the Grey Knight? I've heard you refer to this before as the project. How did the project start? Uh, thanks so much for answering this, I, I hope. And I hope oh, you have a good day. Thanks so much. Uh, <clears throat> how did the actual nuts and bolts of it begin? Uh, I wrote I wrote porn pretty poorly. Uh, and I, I got a small following. I didn't attempt to monetize it or do anything along those lines. And uh, eventually, just talking with somebody I, I had never met before, I told them that I had a background in radio, and uh, I've never met them in person or, or, or spoken with them on the phone, I should say. We've been uh, DMing for a while. And they said, well, that's pretty curious. Uh, you write these stories and you have a background in radio, you don't read them. So I tried reading them, and shortly after that, I got the feedback 
that women don't want to hear you read stories like this. Uh, what they want to hear is you talking to them directly. And I said, that's a bunch of bullshit. Nobody wants to hear that. And here we are, after I tried it anyway. <laughs> uh, that's question one from Jesse. Here's question number two from Jesse. Hi, Jack. Uh, another question I have for you. I, I know that you have a P.O. box that uh, people can send things to. Is there anything that would just not be welcome for you to receive there? Um, I ask because I thought if it was welcome, I might send you a batch of my homemade brownies for your birthday. But I know that might be really weird for someone to get from someone you don't really know. So would that be acceptable for a fan to send you a food item? Or is there some stuff that just we should not send? Uh, thank you so much and have thank a good day. Thank you so much, darling. Uh, I don't know how – we'll be doing a birthday celebration. I don't know if we'll be doing it before uh, I get the move done because that's the gift to me. Uh, getting that situated is the best gift I can have, and then uh, we'll do something. I don't know if I want a bunch of stuff in transit right before I'm moving. Uh, we will have a, a, a celebration of some sort, I promise. Uh, that being said, please feel free to go ahead uh, and send food items uh, when you wish to. You can you can find that on greatnighterotica.com. Uh, on the contact page, you can find the uh, the mailbox and the post office number and, and what have you. So feel free to send any food uh, you want, so long as you're not terribly offended if I don't eat it. My, my constitution's fairly delicate these days, um, and I have to call it as I see it, even with perishable food goods and what have you. I, uh, on the other hand, one thing that I'm asking that you never ever send me is your panties. <clears throat> there's, I don't, I don't quite understand it. I grew up with this as well, where women might fling panties at, at a figure like Tom Jones or Elvis Presley or something. Uh, and then I also just happened to, this is a really weird, this is going to sound fake, especially since I'm not going to be able to produce the clip, but I used to watch a lot of late night talk shows, particularly Carson and then Carson reruns and then uh, Letterman Current. Uh, when I was a kid, kid, kid. So, wild upbringing, I told you. So, I can't remember if this is Carson or Letterman, but I'm almost positive it's one of the two because I did not like the other talk show hosts very much. And at one point, <clears throat> there's a there's a woman. She's not a young woman, uh, if memory serves. She's between 45 and 55. And she's in a... She's in a gown. She's in a nightdress. She's in a... She's dressed up. She's in a nice dress. And she, her request, you can tell that she's just been begging and pleading or what have you because the talk show host is having such fun. He has a request for her to say to, uh, or she has a request for the host to, for, the, for Sean Connery to say to her. And, and the guest, the host makes a whole fucking thing about it, uh, getting it all situated. And then, all that it is, boy, I've really ramped this up, uh, but I was a kid, so I'm blushing and laughing because at the time I was like, Fwah. Sean Connery uh, turned to look at her and said, uh, take your panties off with his, you know, Sean Connery voice, take your panties off. And all I could think at that time, and a little bit now, blushy, blushy, good golly, man, pull yourself together. <laughs> is whoo <laughs> okay so I actually had to pause for a second there because I was like giving myself the giggles uh, <laughs> wowza that was an intense little memory there so what I'm trying to say is don't send me your damn panties uh, please don't send me your panties it's incredibly embarrassing whenever a girl talks about it or, or says that she's going to do it I don't want that it's so different than being with you and taking your panties off I <laughs> or perhaps maybe if we're in the same room and I see you fling the panties at me or I just see them coming at me uh, like a missile from the darkness onto the stage it'll have a new charm but don't do it uh, through the mail nah -uh. that's weird that's some <laughs> that's some Isolade and Tristan shit and I'm not into it. Okay, last question today from Chris. Hi, Jack. It's Chris here. Uh, this is my first time sending in questions, so I hope they're okay. Pop. 
Um, I've got three questions for you to answer, if that's all right. Let's do it. The first one is, if one of us was lucky enough to get invited over to your place and you were going to wine and dine us, what food and drink would you serve? Only the finest Kraft macaroni and cheese, dino nuggets, and high C out of wine glasses. Um, do you have a fancy signature dish that you'd cook? Would we get cocktails, fine wine, or just a good old-fashioned beer? <laughs> uh, well, you kept going, so you ruined you ruined my snark. Uh, we'd order in, truth be told. Uh, this place is, is not good for cooking. Even if I had a place where I could cook, in all likelihood, I would attempt to... Uh, make it so that we ordered in, so that uh, the amount of time spent could be doing other things. Yeah. And my second question is, if you could go back in time and meet any historical figure, oh, who God. would you like to meet and why? I, I think I might like to think about Stephen Hawking and uh, to make sure that I'm not caught in any kind of loop. What about you guys? At least you can tell I don't scan them. And to finish with a little <laughs> bit of a sexy question, if you could only have one other sex toy in your toy box in Ooh. addition to the usual vibrators and dildos to Ooh. use with a partner, what would you choose and why would you choose that one? Oh. Okay, thanks for answering. <laughs> well, I thought there might be a little bit more there. Thank you so much, Chris. That's a great question. I've never gotten that one before. So you can use the standard plugs, vibrators, and dildos. Uh, and I can get one additional. Well, I'm going to choose some kind of bind of some sort. I don't know which uh, bind it's going to be off the top of my head. Probably something very long, wide, and soft, since I only get one and I want the utility out of it. So think a rope, but think of it like as a, a silk sash for a rope, a really nice one, and then two to three times that length. That would be my one additional toy, uh, be able to do some real good binding with that. I like binding with my hands, typically speaking, um, but you do absolutely occasionally require some more torque and what have you. You want it to be long enough, uh, since it is for uh, very different, delicate skin types, I want it to be soft, yada yada. So I think, off the top of my head, this is actually a pretty good answer. A long silk rope would be my one additional toy on top of all the standards for you girls out there. If you were wondering if I could only get one sex toy, uh, it would definitely be something small, like a clitoral vibrator, uh, something very, very tiny and easy to insert. Uh, because it really isn't the size. Even for size queens, at least that's what I've discovered so far. And with that, I should definitely stop. Thank you so much again for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the questions, even though I was a little bit snarky for no good reason today. Just kind of how I woke up, I guess. I must be <clears throat> feeling better because I'm definitely not feeling worse. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Please send in more questions. You can find more info on all the things that I am doing right now pretty much. GreyNightErotica.com. There's the live stream. There's the contact page where you can send in more of these questions because I know, I know you want to hear me do more and more of this next week. As for this week, we're out again. There's a live show this weekend because there's a live show every weekend going on all throughout June and July, possibly into August as well. Check that webpage for more details. I am feeling very, very good. I'm feeling rockin' and rollin' and back on top. Uh, just, just, just getting out of the hole and into new and fun fucking work. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hope you have a great week and weekend ahead of you, and hope to see you very, 